Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsessions will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a it's Jackie Cation on a Sunday. We're doing Dork Forest on a Sunday because people got kids. They're married. Things are happening. We got to do things on a weekend sometimes because people uh, have lives to lead. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, the merch, uh, the do- the donation button. So feel free to use it. Some of you have, and God love you. And then merch is being sent out tomorrow to a bunch of people who wanted magnets and t-shirts and CDs. The magnets, all I'm saying is use the donation button. Give me two bucks and I'll send you a magnet. But if you order something like a t-shirt or a CD, you're getting a magnet because I have magnets. They're dork force magnets. Wow, why don't I stop saying the word magnets? Patrick Brady fixes the audio. Mike Rickberg sang the song you just heard. He'll sing again at the end. And Vilmos fixes the website. Live shows. All of it. It's all on the website. Sitting in my living room. Brody Foster Hubbard finally back in my living room this time instead of over the telephone. Welcome to the program. Thank you. I've been holding my breath since the countdown. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> right. It's been a minute. 15. And Jean George, your co-host and co and and father of one. One Correct? well one one point at five actually at this point. One point five months. I just want to say magnet. Oh, you're gonna say magnet. I'm gonna say magnet a couple times. <laughs> I think you're right. Yeah, well, thank you for having yes, us. Yes, thanks for having us. Oh, it's this it's lovely. We're pleasant. Gonna, it is pleasant. It's gonna be nice. We're here. Uh, I got the AC going, even though I don't know that it's necessarily necessary. It's because it's how warm is it outside? It's pretty warm, actually. Oh, good for me. Clim- right. Climatically, you're you're spot on. <laughs> spot I'm doing, on. I'm doing good work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Shaky Town Radio. I've done Shaky Town Radio. Yep. Yes. And now you are both here to do the Dork Forest. Yep. And I think that this is a safe space for all of us because we're all pretty dorky. Oh yeah. It's uh, when uh, when I send out the questionnaire, the mini questionnaire that says, "What are you a dork about?" I got uh, from Jean George. I got dork, extra dork, yeah, and then I believe super extra dork, yeah, pretty yeah. much. And you broke it down. There yeah. were swords. You f- you feel that swords are just dorkdoms? I think so. Okay. I think so. Swords. You you think that miniatures, board games, and RPGs, those are super dorks? Yeah, I think so. And then super extra dorks. All the games that you ever bought from 1984 on. Yeah, I think I think holding on to that is incredibly dorky. You, I think oh, do you? Yeah, it's I think a, holding. I think the collect. The, the I think collection the, of things uh, that you can't play anymore. Oh, yeah. Is that well, what it is? I, well, they don't play anymore. Oh, right. I, but I think I, I honestly think that's that. It's that hoarders kind of thing. At that <laughs> point, it's 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 beyond just the normal. I'm an enthusiast to like. I'm slightly crazy. Right. <laughs> so. Well, I like I like the idea. Um, it's it could be found art one day. If you have oh, a yeah. soldering iron or a way to melt things. Oh, wait, which, who doesn't have that <laughs> handy these days? This isn't the Stone Age, Jackie. This isn't a place where we have to cast around to find things that melt other things. Come on. So, you know, you said found, fire. When you said found art, I was thinking about, because uh, Gene used to be an archaeologist, and I was thinking, yeah. I, know what, I know what found art is. I'm not, you know, a total hillbilly. <laughs> right. But, even though I do like wrestling. But... Right, we're going to talk yes. about some wrestling. I, I gave you about Bob Calhoun's I'm book to look at, this. which is beer, blood, right. and cornmeal, or hornmeal, if, or, if you're Brody. <laughs> earlier on, the, off, off mic. I sometimes mispronounce words. Sure, um, are but you kidding me? What I thought was future generations finding like this horde of stuff and trying to piece together what all our culture was, and if they have like genes. You know, swords and board well, games I've to always, go off. I've of. always said that I and your be, comic books. I want to be mm. buried. I want to be buried with one of my swords, at least one of my swords, so that it can totally screw things up. 
Oh, historically like, for the archaeologist? Yeah, yeah, what's this thing doing here? Totally you don't think context. that the arche- uh, archaeologists will be babies and know it as well? Because we're all grown-up babies now, and, and, and as grown-up babies, we're going to keep our toys yeah. until we are buried with them. Well, and then, except for not our animals, we're going to keep those alive after we go, because we want to know that they're alive. Right. <laughs> not me. I want my entire household slaughtered. To, to <laughs> with you. Yeah, You're yeah. coming with me. I'm, I'm a very a very ancient Egyptian in that. <laughs> See, I want to put be put, like, compressed like in a cube like they do with garbage oh me my stuff you would like to be my pets my oh, right. so yeah because i'm about the environment see here's the thing i've always worried that i've always worried that the ancient egyptians had it right and that all these people that have been buried over the past three thousand years who are ancient egyptians are gonna with have none nothing. of their stuff they're gonna be like it's gonna be like the worst it's gonna be like santa monica when the when the hobos are just really thick as flies all right maybe maybe but maybe it'll be like an indian Kind of thing where we're walking around and the Egyptians are like, oh man, another million showed up. Oh, we got to feed these ones too. We only brought so much stuff. And I, um, I, I, you were an, ar- my mind is blown. You were an architect? Archaeologist. You were an archaeologist. It's the same thing, but really? not at all. Exactly. Talk about horn meal. Uh, <laughs> I will talk to some people with some bad words. Uh, I, uh, you, you were an archaeologist. You ever build anything? Uh, no, you <laughs> tore things down and looked at things. That, we, we dug up dead people's garbage. That's that's how I describe it. What? Um, it's just like Indiana Jones. Exactly. Except replace Lost Ark mm-hmm. with dead people's garbage and Nazis with rednecks. So we fought rednecks in order to dig up dead people's garbage. And where did all this happen? Um, mostly in the Great Basin. Which is Utah, uh, part of California, Oregon, Nevada. Well, what, what, nobody's ever lived there, though. <laughs> That's pretty much the problem. It's um, it's boring. It's well, there's a lot of historic archaeology. There's there's like mining camps and where people prospected their various kind Native of, Americans. Native American stuff. Nobody lived there. Nobody lived the, there. These, it was like a big were, desert, well, right? People people lived there. It was it wasn't a big. There was a huge prehistoric lake there. It was more hospitable than hospitable than it is now, but still really crappy. Okay. I mean, the lifestyle was essentially. A you bunch. might as well hit the hit the hit the beach. I mean, keep moving. It's all beach, right? That's the problem. It's desert. Right, right, right. But yeah, it's all sand for sure. But I mean, yeah. This is the typical lifestyle of the native there. You and all of your family mm-hmm. would get together and drive rabbits together, and then kill the rabbits and eat the rabbits, and you would do that day after day because that's how you can live. In, or Good, mice, and rabbits or are not bugs. enough, right? Right, because they're small yeah. animals. Small yeah. animals is what you're. Talking not about. not a lot of stuff. Or you would chase deer down, like like chase them down, because <laughs> you didn't have bows and arrows necessarily. You had sticks and things and like rocks, that. and yeah. you could might whip a rock if yeah. you were lucky. You could hit a rock, a deer in the head, and then it, it would slow down. Th- a yes, bit. exactly. You would okay. chase them until the deer was tired. And then you would, calorically, this is not the best lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. What? Archaeology? Holy, but it sounds so exciting. Where did you, what, how did you study and how did you get, Brody, thanks for coming. Thank you. <laughs> Gene, what is, what is happening? How did it, we're never going to get to sword talk, but why, why did you, why did it happen? How did it Why happen? did it happen? I, uh, um, I was a, a history major in, in school. And, All right. Uh, uh, anthro Anthropology, kind of. yeah. Um, anthropology. And um, went to a field school. Um, did my field work, my first field school out in Simi Valley. Okay. Um, and did you grow up here? I did in California. Yeah, I was born, born and raised, and moved in around the a lot, Los but, Angeles area. Yes, yeah, so the, the like San Fernando Valley. One of the very few natives I've met. The, the, the very few. The yeah. beautiful San Fernando Valley. Yeah. It is beautiful, isn't it? Mm-hmm. We got the Pacoima Wash right behind us. You wanted to look at some uh, archaeology afterwards, <laughs> or as I like to call it. Garbage. It is garbage. It's all garbage. That's the all thing. Garbage. That's really it. Is is what's left is dead people's garbage. There's very little cool stuff. It's all trash. Have you ever been to like anywhere 
I mean, I'm not saying that the United States is not full of amazing archaeology. Ever go anywhere cool? Well, you know, I have seen some cool stuff, but it's it's. I did contract archaeology, which is professional, like for pay archaeology, not like Halliburton, Blackwater. Yeah, exactly, that kind totally. Of thing. Yeah, no, seriously, literally for a lot of a <laughs> really? lot. Yeah, no, uh, for oil companies and gas pipelines. Yeah. Okay, literally Halliburton, Halliburton, the oil company. Would, I don't think we would ever... like you not to find stuff. Well, what it is is because federal law mandates you you mitigate the stuff. So let's say you're putting in an oil pipeline, which I've worked on. You. Walk the area, you find sites, you mark those sites, you record them, you decide whether they need to be dug up further or they can be. If basically, if it's really cool, it gets avoided because it's going to be too costly to dig up. Okay. If it's lame, you record it and move on. That's okay. a technical term. Lame. Yeah. yeah. If there's <laughs> sure. nothing to it, uh, you know, what, what we there, call If it. there's just enough for it to cause you trouble. Yeah. And but if you don't know and eh, you might dig it up, it might be cool, it might not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they're so, like, well, try again. Yeah. How many so, mummy curses did you unleash? Have uh, you unleashed any mummy I, curses? You know, well, we Have did... Have you ever seen a mummy? No, well, we did find a dead baby. Oh. Bones? bones or yeah, yeah, bones. the source of the best Thank not like actual yeah i mean yeah yeah to yeah. see it to find a dead baby <laughs> just laying i'm like oh, oh <laughs> that's gonna awful. be set all, all although a couple of friends of mine did run across a dead body dumped in the desert like did they the talk the did highway. they call bones how did they resolve that what did they call i the think NCIS? they called the cops i think did they, they called call the, the nevada cops? highway patrol <laughs> <laughs> is Have it true that the- Kiefer sutherland and his gang of hooligans chased them away with switchblades that'll happen what what is that from the uh, the movie Stand By Me, based on Stephen King's The Body. <laughs> Ooh, well done, well Thank done, you. sir. Thank you. It's a so you, all of your archaeology has been here in the United States of America. Absolutely. Um, all right, yeah. and very nice, very nice. Yeah, we're yeah, it's really boring. It's, it's horrible but, and boring. But, but it's it's not it's a, no. <laughs> so far, so good. But, but let's move on. But you are obviously like uh, I need to talk about gunpowder or wrestling or shaky let's town. Do, why don't we do wrestling? Because this is a fascination for me personally. Well, it, please interview Brody. It comes up on our show. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. I want you to. Actually, I, I know because I'm, I'm too adversarial. I think. Oh, are you? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you yeah, guys. Gene's like a fan of the adversarial dynamic not, between co-hosts not. of a podcast. I, I was into wrestling when I, I was into wrestling when I was a kid. The, the, the heyday, I would say, the golden age of you know the Hulk Hogan first round of whatever sure really um, yeah you know well i wasn't really into it but brody's really into it and that just kind of creeps me out you're not into because you don't think the heyday was 1977 when baron von raschke was doing the claw I don't well you know him. well that's was, silver age right and then golden age is 80s <laughs> it does feel silver age yeah yeah yeah, yeah well i mean I, I remember see i remember watching wrestling when i was little in that era and and it, 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 I just never thought much about it, but it seemed like everybody was watching it, like when you know Hulkamania. What, and, all that stuff. and so you currently watch wrestling, Brody? I don't currently. You do not. Currently? No, no, no. But I have a, quite a storied past. Let me sum it up uh, because those who uh, have heard the old incarnation of Dork Force will remember this. Um, I went beyond just a wrestling fan. I uh, I wrote for wrestling websites. I did reviews of shows. I worked for in Phoenix, a local wrestling organization doing interviews with their wrestlers um but beyond that recreationally um there's kind of a fantasy football thing uh but with wrestling brody foster hubbard i've just remembered who you are from the pre-recorded yes yes (laughs) from the um you know what jackie does a lot of podcasting (laughs) jackie does a lot of podcasting meets a lot of people you were the one would mail in the thing with three dollars that was yes now when i was a junior hire Yes! Uh, Tell the story! I'm so psyched! Middle school. It might be known as regionally. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I create character. 
back of a wrestling magazine. Yes, you, partic- you were given an opportunity. Yes, participants would oh, create a character, send in a list of wrestling moves with some money, and send in like a little couple interview of bucks, thing, right? Just yeah. a couple of bucks. Play by yeah. mail wrestling. Yeah, play by mail wrestling. Now uh, that evolved uh, in the '90s into internet wrestling uh, called e-fetting, it? electronic. Federation e-fetting, you know. Okay. Oh, yeah, and, of course. We, we know. And that was played with, basically, uh, instead of by mail, you, there was a message board, and you'd create your character and post your promos there. Was it called fetting when it was in the back of the... I, I honestly don't know. I don't think it was. Okay. That, would be think... P- that would be PBEM if I had to... Yeah, yeah. Had to What's that? PBM. Play by mail. Play by mail. Yeah. Play by mail? Yeah, that's that's the typical... Okay, but let's... I, don't don't move forward from the play by mail. Okay. Because the play by mail has fascinated me so much. It's okay. come up in several episodes okay. where I've tried to explain what it is. Right. So you're reading a, a wrestling magazine. At yes. the end of it, there's a play by mail opportunity yes. to, be, to, to create your own wrestler. Mm-hmm. And then get into battles. Yes. So you send it off. They send you, or how do you get the character sheet? Is it in the back of the thing initially, or do you send the money and then they send you the material? Yeah, you create, create a character. You create the you know name, height, weight, finishing move, maybe but a little right away, like but the gimmick I, I from think, the back of the thing, or do they have to send you a kit? I think they send you like the newsletter. Okay. When, they send you a little newsletter which tells you how to build your character. Yeah. Okay, and then you build your character, and then yeah. you send it back to them. Yes. And then they give you a battle. They they do. You you pick a list of wrestling moves. They uh, each month would assign new point values to those. So okay, and yeah, so, and and then they'd say this this month you were fighting uh, Cobra Elephant Man. Yeah, and uh, and Ooh, he's, he was really a tough bad. one. He's he was really a tough bad. one. Yeah, yeah. I remember Cobra Elephant Man. <laughs> My mom's a cobra. My dad's an elephant. <laughs> so you know what that means? Exactly. That means sweet, sweet dick joke. No, and then uh, so what happened there was because uh, <laughs> I went snake and elephant. Thanks for playing, Jackie. I've been alone. No, uh, so but I, I have. I'm I'm curious though because how so you fight somebody or mm-hmm. or they they assign you a battle and then yeah. they send you the results. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, they they you see in the newsletter each month the promos that everybody wrote. Promos are just like interviews, you know. If you go to YouTube and you see Macho Man freaking out on Mike while Mean Gene, I'm gonna get a thing yeah. on your face. Right. That's a wrestling promo. So okay. you so the newsletter would be a collection of the promos and the matches and um you could also write in like have you know, my character do a sneak attack during Cobra Elephant's ma- okay. match, you know, and okay. so to kind of help create these storylines, like... Oh, that's fantastic. And, yeah. and then it would be in the newsletter that was sent <laughs> to the hundreds or dozens or millions of people that Probably were doing this. Probably dozens, yes. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough, but... The half dozens of people who are right, playing this. The ones and ones. <laughs> and it's fine that... But, I mean, so it, you would get a newsletter every mm-hmm. month telling you, essentially, you and the other people who were in this group, how everyone did. Yes. So they, they could just print one thing and send it off. Right. right? Yeah, they print off, you know, probably at Kinko's or or, or wherever, and then they mail it off <laughs> to everybody who wanted it. And uh, what about their local cop? What about their non-franchise local copy shop? Maybe they that went could there. Be. Maybe they went like there. a Stews or a <laughs> Copy Eddies. I used to work over at Kinko's. I so did I. And did you work at Kinko's? Yeah, yeah. I worked. Where, by, which one? By, one by Pierce College. Over by Pierce College. Mm-hmm. I worked downtown Minneapolis. Oh, um, but get this, ninety. 1990. Wow. Uh, yeah, I worked there in... What year was that? I, I, at 1990 as well, the year 1990. Uh, 1990. I worked 9091, I believe no, it was. That's about the same time I did. The thing about working at Kinko's, uh, which is now FedEx Kinko's, yeah, yeah. Um, is that uh, it's a nightmare. And it's a terrible place to work. And I realized why is because there's no music. You walk in and oh, all you can huh. hear 
is people thinking, really? Seven bucks an hour. That's all you can hear yeah. over and over again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, and how they're going to um, not care about your printing project? And I, why would they? At uh, and I was making five sixty five an hour. Right. So I don't yeah, mean yeah. to brag. This woman came in and was very angry uh, about her life, and then the copy. The Who's copier, happy with their life at Kinkos? <laughs> if you're why? at a Kinkos, some you, at, a decision has taken a left turn. It's Saturday at eleven thirty in the morning. <laughs> right, yeah, right. she's doing somebody else's work, and it's terrible. And so she was telling me all about it, and I was trying to be. And then her copies weren't working. And then she was like, try again, try again, try again. And so I tried a bunch of times. And, and this was back when color copies were a buck yeah. fifty. Oh, yeah. Up. No, yeah. I remember that. Because I made a bunch of them. Uh, everybody for, for free. Christmas. Oh, yeah. For <laughs> Christmas, people got photos that were, everyone got a book of photos that I just color copied and bound and mm-hmm. made them nice. That's the, that was the one advantage right. to working at Kinko's. Right. You had, most people who worked in Kinko's were in a band. Well, yeah, that's what they had to say. Make flyers. Minneapolis. Yeah. It's, it's a 90s. So, the, I mean, there was a, you probably were at the heart of, like, the zine scene and the flyers and the punk rock. There was a lot of punk it was, Like, that was, you probably worked in a... It man. It was post to There's nothing I could do about it, man. Like, uh, <laughs> Felix Von Havoc walking in and, you know, making uh, flyers I wonder, I wonder for, like, what a punk show. That's kind of awesome, probably. I wonder what percentage of Kinko's paper was deadheaded flyers, band flyers. I'm going to say like 70%. At, the, I, I, at any given time. I mean, <laughs> I think guys in bands or people in bands work at Subway Sandwich Shop yep. or Kinko's. Yeah. Because the thing about Subway is you could take – you can go – that's cheap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's food oh, or yeah. pizza places sometimes because then you can always bring a pizza hey, yep. home. There's yeah, a, there was an era where punk rock tours, it was just like a network of loosely connected Subway and copy shop employees. <laughs> right. Remember when Subway, let's let's reminisce in the dark forest. Remember when you used to get your card punched and then you get a free sandwich at the end of 10, 10, 10 sandwiches? I knew comics who would save those up for when they had to do like a triple run or a Yoda run or a Muller run. Like some run that would send them off that wouldn't pay them yeah. mm-hmm. for like a week and a half. So they'd yeah. run out of money and You're all that. barely had, covering your gas. Yeah. yeah. And so they had to save it all for gas. And they'd be like, mm-hmm. okay, I can't have a half a Subway sandwich every four and a half hours. And then I can't eat dinner. And then I got to do the show. And maybe they'll feed me at the club. Right. And- maybe I can catch, yeah. some, catch some chicken fingers off exactly. of something. My understanding, yeah, road comics and... DIY punk touring bands. It's like the same thing. It's almost the same, except for that road comics have it slightly better because we get our own rooms. Yeah, that's true. And so we get our own rooms. And whenever they try to put a comic in, or shall we say, whenever they try to put me in with another comic, I'm always like, yeah, it's not happening, my friend. It's the only perk we get, and I'm and I'm not sharing a room. I'm I'm really surprised that most debut albums from comedians aren't aren't named. Are you going to eat that? <laughs> you you eat that? There was a the guy that uh, ran the comedy scene in in Minneapolis in the would have been in the uh, the early 90s late 80 like 85 to 90 I think or 91 was a guy named Scott Hansen still does stand up still alive the fact wow. that Scott Hansen is still alive because Scott Hansen weighs about 700 pounds holy Jesus I think he had all of his blood replaced <laughs> with creepy <laughs> <laughs> with, uh, with with the blood of babies uh, and uh, but the, the thing is is he he had like five clubs but he was a big big guy right so all the comics if you hung out with Scott Hansen, he had to eat every 20 <laughs> minutes, and he was very self-conscious about it, so he would buy food for everybody. Right, right, right. And he's like, I'm eating. Uh, I don't know what you Anybody want. Some? Yeah, you guys want some? I'm gonna... Yeah, there's gonna be food. And so, like, I knew comics who would just, like, four or five guys who would just hang out with him. I I didn't... I couldn't do it, just because he wasn't particularly great around women comics. Oh, boy. He was kind of gross. What? 
I know. He's so sure are, he was not. Are, the are best you saying in the world. that there's like hostility and mistreatment <laughs> of women in the comedy scene? Perhaps. Well, it wasn't. I don't know how hot it was. Possibly too friendly. How about that? It was very. It got a little job of the hut. It was a little creepy. Wow. And uh, you were just like, I, dude, I'm, I'm, I want you to book me. And I've done many things for bookers. Uh, I learned how to play Magic the Gathering because the booker was a big Magic card guy. Yeah. I don't know if you ever. We we just had um on our show, Shaky Town Radio Hour. We had Calico Cooper as a guest. And she's a big Magic the Gathering. Yeah. Like I was all excited to talk about her film work, and I knew we were going. to We get... ended up talking about Magic. Yeah. 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 Who's Calico Cooper? Calico Cooper. Uh, uh, I'm, the, I'm in the yeah. part. Remember. I'm in the part of show business that doesn't know Oh, anybody. right. right. Uh, her dad's Alice Cooper. Oh, and really? so her start was like his stage shows, and then, you know, she's now branched off Dancer, into her, actress. her own music oh, nice. and Musician. acting and things like yeah. that. Oh, you good. should have her on. She's really good. Yeah, but seriously, really the good. first, like, quarter, if not half yeah. of the show, is Magic the Gathering Talk. It was all magic. It's, yep. I didn't realize how involved it was. It's, oh, it's uh, nice. You're going to want to tap that mana. You're gonna want to do that. You're gonna want to live it up. Brody's all green. His dicks are all green. All, all I know is vegan. Black lotus or black opal or that's nice. Know. We're gonna when, go down a rabbit hole. Let's. Yeah. When I learned, okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> just... So, so that was the that was the beginning. of The play by mail wrestling thing. Yeah, yeah. is awesome that you're finally back. Because I, like, <laughs> I could never. Because you realize those first 213 episodes I did that were not pre-recorded, I never listened to them again. Yeah. All I was. I don't listen to the ones we do now. Well, I I listen to these so that I can sure. do a note section. Uh, Absolutely. Pat Brady does all the hard heavy lifting, but I do the you know I do the listing and the notes and. Um, but yeah, I, Pat, take this whole part out. Pat, if you could just make this. How's it going in there? How's New York treating you, Pat? Let's talk to Patrick. Patrick Brady. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, I email me for God's sake. No, uh, I don't. <laughs> would that be funny? But like, yeah, for God's sake, this Patrick, is the only way you communicate. This is the only way it's happening. <laughs> How's it going? How about you, Mike Rickberg? You out there? You're listening? How about you, Vilmos? How's it treating you? Oh, my God. <laughs> that would be awesome if that was the only way you communicated with these people. I got some notes for you. We're going to do this note section. Everyone should do their own podcast. Everyone will be doing their own podcast. Everyone, everybody point. is doing their own podcast. Yeah, at this point. It does seem like there's Every a lot of Every comedian I know has a freaking podcast now. Yeah. A lot of people are starting. Somebody just emailed me and said, you do a podcast. Can you tell me how to do it? And I was like, yes. Sure. Sure. Uh, <laughs> in my mic. copious amounts of free time. You know what I should do is I should make up like a little starter uh, page sure. that I could just then email people and go. Because people always ask me, how do you do stand-up comedy? What do you do for stand-up comedy? I do have an inspirational thing that's on my website if you want to you know, be inspired about doing stand-up comedy i always want to ask people how they get to do acting yeah uh whenever i ask an actor how they get to do acting they always look at me like i look at people who ask me how to do stand-up right go, well they just you just act what are you talking yeah, yeah. about how do you and, you and, start doing it yeah <laughs> and you make sure you find places to right. do it you go to you know yeah, yeah, yeah. dinner theater and you can do it if you really yeah. want to do it it's yeah, like soccer theater or yeah. basketball sure. and 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 jackie <laughs> that's actually one of the the big underlying themes of our show um, when we do our, our podcast, Shaky Town Radio Hour, it's really about actors and comedians and writers and filmmakers and other artists. What are they doing in Los Angeles? How are they making a living? How are they managing to stay creative and still eat? Right. And one of the, How is that dog walking business going yeah. along? Is it good? <laughs> right. Is it working out for you? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, dog walking is pretty lucrative. Uh, it, I know firsthand. It, oh, uh, yeah? Well, oh, dogs have a lot of I'm not the one walking income. the dogs. Good friend. Who, dogs uh, have a lot of disposable income. Yeah. 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 Well, that's true, too. <laughs> but one of the takeaway lessons that I've gotten from doing the podcast is, like, really, it's all... And you know this as a as a 
a uh, stand-up. It's that it's just about the hustle. It's about doing it, putting the work. Yeah. And yeah. And, and, yeah. and it's and it's it's important to do the work, but it it's it's so fun most of the time. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. the, the work itself is its own reward, and and that's that's great. It's. It's, I was hoping to lead to uh, to the movie that you're in. Yes, I. You're act. You're an actor. Like I, you're a working actor. Technically, yes. Technically speaking, <laughs> what, uh, what else would it let's be? Not, let's not. Yeah, let, let's not uh, damn you with faint praise. Right. Well, yeah, I. Um, I'm in a movie coming out called Well of the Beast. Uh, I play a poet terrorist named Bo. Um, is the terrorist part a spoiler alert? No, that's it's right there. Right the, there from the right there in the right notes. Right there from the get go. No, is he written yeah. as a terrorist, or is your poetry just so crappy that it's considered <laughs> Does your terrorist? Actually, terrorism? Bo is one of the great poets. Okay, uh, in the film, uh, you, you thank come to God. Find. Yes, you know what you want. You want a great poet. I mean, if you're going to be a terrorist, if that's going to be your thing, I hope you're good at something else. Yeah, because <laughs> it's going to be a short-lived life. That's right. true. Right. So, like, maybe, maybe you make art out of found objects. And uh, so, who's who's in that? When's that coming out? Uh, well, it's first it's you. screening. Uh, will be on at, on September thirtieth at Echo Park Film Center. Okay, here in Los Angeles. Here in Los Excellent. Angeles, California, it stars Adam Brooks of the Millennium Bug. That's a, a film that's making the rounds right now. I think it just won Best Feature at Dragon Con. Oh, cool. Um, Elliot Ellers, he's been in a couple of projects. Robert Pryor, who's a uh, pretty renowned playwright within Los Angeles. Who wrote it and directed it? Is it like a feature length? Yeah, it's adapted by... There's a character in the story named Anton, and the real Anton, the real-life Anton, his works have been adapted by this filmmaker, Emmett Casey. Mm Mm-hmm. And Emmett Casey is... um, He's... Shot and he shot this thing on toy cameras. Like, do you remember Pixel Vision? Like the no. old like eighties Fisher Price like video yeah. camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he shot part of it on that uh, on VHS. It's uh, it's really interesting looking. Wow! And it just captures artsy. It captures. Uh, it might even be art. It is art. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it's art, but I know what I like. It's uh, excellent. I, yeah, <laughs> and he's adapting he, some. St- Emmett's adapting adapted uh, the script. Uh, and it's about some things that happened in South America with some poets who took a little too many drugs, drank a little too much, and uh, had some big ideas and how it kind of... Uh, they just get bigger, don't they? Yeah. Those ideas just get bigger and bigger. And bloodier and bloodier. Excellent. So people should go see that. I like yeah. the idea. I remember when the Fisher Price came out with those with those cameras, mm-hmm. and I thought, babies don't need cameras. And then I <laughs> was like, I want a camera, though. I want a Fisher Price camera. They don't make them anymore, do they? They don't, but there's, I mean, you can... Pick them up second. They make kind of well, and they make similar. We were t- we were discussing. This, were they so, digital? Uh, well, no. I think they were. I think with the Pixel two thousand, five thousand, whatever it's called. I think you actually put a like yeah, an audio cassette tape in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And used that to. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. I'm yeah. sorry, but I interrupted you. Oh no, I, I th- well, I think you can get some. We were talking about this on Shaky Town. We, uh, you can get similar cameras, but they don't. They're not like actual tape cameras. They're just like. You know, they take pictures and store them on the thing. But are they pink and yellow, and do Probably. they look like Fisher-Price sure. toys? Yeah, well, I, I don't know what if I want. Fisher-Price yeah. per se, but, <laughs> but you can't, my... like, download, you know, it's not like you're shooting on Super 8 or anything. Right, or I have a I have an HD digital camera somewhere mm-hmm. in this house that is a waste of, I should give it to someone who's going to use it, <laughs> is what I'm saying. Or do the vlog that I've always wanted to do. Yeah. Right. Because in my, again, copious amounts of free time. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's so great that that you're act 
Are you from um, Los Angeles originally? No, I I came from the mean streets of Phoenix, Arizona. Ah, those are mean. Yeah. You know what they are? They're hot. They're They're very hot. Well, you you wouldn't be nice if it's really that hot. That's why the streets are so mean. (laughs) Right. Nobody's living on the streets. If you you lived on the streets, are there, is there a homeless problem in in Phoenix? Yes, there definitely is. That's so weird. You got to find some shade. How do you, how do you live in, speaking of archaeology. Yeah. Holy yeah. smokes. I mean, there's alleys. There's, you know, there's, places there's to hide. There's awnings. Yeah, there's, and there's homeless people in Vegas, too, so that's hot. It's so yeah. weird. That's yeah. hot. Yeah. It's super hot. It's crazy. But at least there's free drinks this, in Vegas. Yes, and, and very, very cheap, really bad food. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but cheap and plentiful. Yeah. It, <laughs> it used to be a lot worse. Did it? Uh, you know, I've only been to Vegas uh, probably a dozen times. I've never enjoyed it. Do you enjoy Vegas? <clears throat> well, I, I split my time between here and Vegas growing up. So oh, okay. I consider so Vegas you grew my, up? my secondary hometown, yeah. Baron Vaughn grew up in Vegas. He yes, he did. The, and he, he, went, he actually went to um, he went to my high school. Oh, did he? My, my high school, Las Vegas High, turned into the high dramatic arts magnet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. More, yeah. more magnet talk. No, we talk, we, Baron and I have talked about that at shows. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. He's a great guy. He's, he's got a new album out, too. And he's got a new... Yes, people should buy his new album. Um... Which I can't remember the name. Yeah, of. I mean, <laughs> but uh, but it'll be in the notes, people. Who yeah. doesn't who doesn't want to listen? Off, read uh, some notes. Ast put it out. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's on a special thing Look it up. Baron Vaughn. He's a really really smart, really yeah, funny guy. He was just guy. on your show. Yeah, he just did two episodes ago. Yeah, so, brilliant guy. A couple episodes ago, love, love and him, love him, everybody yeah. loved it. But yeah, so, so we went to the same school. Ten years apart, I'm sure. Fifteen years apart. But um, there has to be a way to do places like Vegas and Phoenix, because Phoenix. Um, I have friends who live in Phoenix, and, yeah. and I like them. Yeah, well, Phoenix is um, interesting because it's mainly, like, old people and really right-wing people, and then, like, downtown's this little, like, enclave so kind of, of poets and musicians yeah, and you gotta, artists. Yeah, you gotta find, you gotta find that enclave, yeah. is what happens. I, I was in Salt Lake City, and I and I found the Bearded Youth Movement yeah. uh, at some coffee shop yeah. within yeah. walking distance of the, of, of the hotel, and I was like, oh my god, thank god. Yeah. I just need someone to... To, and I, I don't need everyone to be liberal. I certainly don't. And, right. and I certainly don't need to be a lot of talk. Right. Uh, but what I like is I, I want a group of people who don't care. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Where, where, where they're just going to let me sit there and read my book and they're not going to have hate emanating from them for some reason. Or, like or not even necessarily hate, just like. Just like perplexed, like you know, they're like they're like white blood cells about to figure out whether they need to like attack you and reject you from the body. Yeah, yeah, they're looking for something, and I I don't need. Yeah, I just there's there's discontent coming from them, maybe if that's what it is, and they're not happy, and so there's all this. Then they're like, "What do you What do you like?" What what's what, what what's your deal? And you're like, I'm I'm not like anything actually. I'm uh, I'm just over here doing nothing. Keep my we, head down. <laughs> we had the uh, had had the moms in. Andy's got two mommies, and uh, they were in, and we went um, garage sailing yesterday because they live in the Central Valley of California. They mm-hmm. live in Lindsay, California. But we also went to a bunch of estate sales, mm-hmm. and the estate sale people. There's a lot of rules. You go to an oh, yeah, estate yeah. sale. You got to go one at a time initially if yeah. there's a line, yeah. and they're constantly thinking you're going to pocket something because their their things are more value, I guess, right. than at a garage sale. Well, and estate sales are actually run by companies. Yeah, yeah so this so is, these are have, people at oh, work. Yeah. And I was like, we don't need to go to any more estate sales <laughs> unless you're looking for something happier. very specific, like. China 
china or silverware or some other collectible. They had some really thing. nice rosaries. I almost picked up a rosary for my my stepmother. <laughs> yeah, unless you're unless you're cruising for rosaries. Yeah, it's a golden opportunity to get yourself from rosaries because it's usually it's usually older women. Yeah. that these estates are because their husbands have passed away yeah. already right. because of some something happening in nature where men pass away sooner. Right. And, <laughs> because we can. Because <laughs> you're like we're leaving. We've had it. This is finally it. This is this is the ice fishing uh, trip to well, end all trips. They say That's like right. they they say women speak like so many words a day and then men speak so many words like less. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like I think they run out on their words and then you're done. Right. right. So so Boom, done. That might be it. Might be uh we we we've we've hit a quota. And I, I, you know forward. what it is. You know what it is. It's women take longer to get ready. Am I right, fellas? Come on. Why do they go to the bathroom together? Why do they do it? The two of them. What are you what are you talking about? I, figured, talking I about always me? figured it was some sort of hand crank thing, like an old uh, like Model T Ford. <laughs> women gotta get the <laughs> pump primed and then need somebody else to do it. Interesting. Pumping. Interesting. <laughs> Uh, I love. There, there used to be. Uh, there used to be a lot of guys doing jokes, and probably there. Oh okay, yeah, you don't think they are still are? Used to be. Yeah, there's probably some somewhere very, very uh, that I'm thank God not working. <laughs> I guess is what the what the joy there is is about how much toilet paper women use. They're always like, why do women use so much toilet paper? And one time, just I followed some guy who told that joke, and I. You followed him into the bathroom and <laughs> see how much toilet paper he uses. Exactly. I was, it's actually just a matter of physics, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's, well, you let's know do what? some science. No, I, would never, I would never write or perform one of those jokes seriously because when I was growing up, I was a, a box boy at Vaughn's, and I, my, I, I got the job of cleaning women's restroom. There was nothing funny about cleaning women's restrooms. I, I can find no humor in it. No, there, there's, no hu- there's very little humor in any bodily functions. Right, right, right. And I never think about them unless I'm having them. And if I'm on stage having a bodily function, yeah, nobody wants to be there. Again, something's <laughs> taken a, a left turn. <laughs> <laughs> Something's going horribly awry. Right. If One second, folks. I'll be right back. <laughs> exactly. It's Let's the bring King's the MC back. <laughs> right. That's my time. <laughs> okay. So I, I'm gonna, I'm going back to wrestling. Yes. I'm so excited yeah, I about w- it because I want to have to explain yeah. though that because to me, which is more interesting than the play by mail, which I think is very yeah. simple. Okay. Because in there, you know, you just mail it in. It evolved in the 90s into internet wrestling, which was basically a series of GeoCities websites. And and really? and, yes. and free message boards. Not AOL, not AOL chat rooms. <laughs> and, and free message boards. And it was the same premise, but instead of this arbitrary value system based on a list of moves you put, it became a creative writing exercise wherein the yeah. people who quote-unquote won matches, uh, it was the people who wrote the best promos, who had the best and characters, who, who had the most that? interesting storylines. Uh, what you would call a fed head. Okay. Uh, the like, head essentially of an, a, like a board moderator kind yeah, of guy? Yeah, like, or okay. a dungeon master, I guess. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, you, could, so whoever, you dorks would know that better than I would. Uh, but whoever brought it, you know, uh, like whoever brought like the best story and the yeah, best absolutely. writing to it. Absolutely. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and now those were really fun. And like those are the... The, and you can't find any of this now because GeoCities, like all those websites are lost now to time. Not, to not the, the way, Wayback Machine? It's possible, but Just I... Just try the Wayback Machine. I, I think I have and I haven't found it. Like mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff the got crazy. wiped off the face of the uh, internet, but... I meant so funny because people, people always say that the internet is permanent. They're, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, it's permanent. It's it's the permanent record. Right. And you're like, well, what about that thing I want to find again? Yeah. And you're like, no, that's gone. Right. <laughs> Why yeah. would that be gone? That shouldn't be gone. I mean, there's, there's a limit to, you know, some 
limit yeah. server space and stuff yeah, yeah. gets limited I think that's part now. of the problem. But but I think there's there's caches of some things. Some things don't cache properly. Right. So I have a bunch of stuff like saved on like old hard drives somewhere, just like you know downloaded of, of, of the stuff that you wrote or some yeah, of your favorite the, battles kind of yeah, thing. Yeah yeah exactly and because and. The group of people I was with in doing these things was, I mean, it was very tongue-in-cheek. Like, you have this book here, uh, this Beer, Blood, and Cornmeal book, yeah. Seven Years of Incredibly Strange Wrestling. And it was a lot like this stuff, just, like, really, really colorful just characters, funny. really cartoonish, funny things. A lot of it was parodies of stuff that was happening on uh, televised, real-life oh, wrestling shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So people would go into the into the real world yeah. of wrestling yeah. and, and, and yeah. call a lot of stuff from that. What you had were basically, like, aspiring comedians and writers. Writers who, and performers and everything. Who happened to be wrestling fans and found this outlet to be creative. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I all, mean, like all fantasy fiction to some extent. Yeah. Where where people are like, um, I'm actually a pretty good writer, but and I also enjoy Castle. Yeah. I'm going to go off yeah, some, on that for a thousand years. Wow, that Venn diagram's got to be really small. <laughs> well, the no, overlap there? Yeah, I think exactly. not. I think not. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, as, I'm just having a, I'm having a laugh at Castle. <laughs> and so, you know, sure. some years removed from this game that we played you know some of us are actors now some of us are uh playwrights some of us are published authors in, some in, of us are elected mayors of cities like yeah yeah, but, yeah i keep in touch with these people i yeah, want to know awesome. the elected mayor of the city who's a wrestler sonny bono sonny bono used to be the one mm. who did it oh, god rest his soul yeah that's why he crashed he was distracted thinking what his next, next efed yeah. storyline was going to be right i love that it's called efed yeah and i i, I think it's i think it is fascinating because and that's what people do want to do they want to create fantasy yeah. football teams they right. want to yeah. create fantasy wrestling yeah and fantasy wrestling because it's it's a fantasy about something that's already a fantasy exactly yeah, yeah. a ridiculous fantasy i mean like 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 you know you have Patently to be, so. yeah. you have to you have to have some sort of it's an exaggeration already of something yeah exactly because i mean i don't know who's watching real wrestling like right. you know because there's wrestling in the olympics right mm-hmm. oh right right, right. like Gre- the greco-roman Greco-Roman Roman wrestling. college wrestling right yeah there's i mean there is there is tournament wrestling yeah right. It and, exists as a sport, not right. as an entertainment. And form. what has happened is, I mean, you had we were talking earlier about just like some of the characters from the seventies and eighties, you know, and the nineties were there was characters and cartoonish things, but also that's where they tried to be like hardcore, and there's hardcore wrestling and barbed wire and stuff. And like what has happened now is the wrestling personalities are just like the dudes using their names or like maybe a stage name, right? Um, and really the the young guys who make up that fan base. I think nowadays, this generation of young guys probably watch like UFC, mixed martial arts say, kind of stuff instead of, right. you know. Has, has you, is UFC to wrestling as Magic the Gathering was to D&D? <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's fair to say. I don't, I don't know that. What would that be? What, would the, what is Magic to D&D? Oh, well. That, I play both of them, so I don't know. Well, But, as, but I'm a good sport. As someone who worked at a game store for oh, my teen, part of my teen years, um, for the longest time, you had... Here in the Valley? Uh, yeah, did actually, you work at the Grenadiers? No, I didn't work at the Grenadiers. I worked at uh, Game Zone in Chatsworth. I worked okay. at um, Competitor's Castle in Reseda. All right. On, uh, Reseda and Terminal. So Chatsworth, you had a lot of porn stars coming in for their gaming needs. No. I can honestly say... No. I can honestly say, yes, we would have recognized them? someone in the store would have recognized them. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a scene I would have enjoyed. <laughs> but when Magic came along, I mean, kind of the bottom fell out of other games. I mean, it really became because Warhammer was huge, you know, uh, miniatures <laughs> right. stuff. Right, and, miniatures, and, and then and then like a railroad train, uh, you set up terrain, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But yeah, the Magic the Gathering pretty much. All the 
you know, 10, 11, 12 year old kids who used to get into Warhammer oh, uh, right. or into D&D. Were now all got into magic and Pokemon and, and trading card Yu-Gi-Oh. Games, collectible tra- yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you went from having a fairly thriving pen and paper game industry right. to all collectible trading card games. And the reason D&D survived is because... Wizards of the Coast owns them now, and Wizards of the Coast is Magic the Gathering. Right. So you know, and Hasbro bought them, and blah blah yeah, blah, yeah. blah. But but um, yeah, yeah. That's so. You know, I don't think it's probably the same scale, but UFC has to be bleeding some of the, you know, oh the wrestling fans, fans off of that. Yeah. Right. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I never did play Warhammer. Um, you you played it for some time, right? I played it since it was cr- Are- crappy and new. When when did it start? Oh, 85. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. All right. And and um, it's and it is miniatures and it yeah. is mm-hmm. strategy, is well, that what it is? Well, or? D&D started as miniatures. Right. I mean, I mean the 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 role-playing game industry is an outgrowth of of miniature gaming. Right. I mean, it's basically a bunch of guys playing chainmail with with uh chainmail of the miniatures rules um added some fantasy stuff to it because Lord of the Rings was hugely popular in the early mid-70s and that evolved into the Greyhawk campaign, which is the basis of D&D, and then all the D&D books came out. And so these guys started with miniature wargaming and then went into role-playing, strictly role-playing. Okay, so miniature wargaming, in addition, was there, like, reenacting? Because I, I have seen some people who, who rebuild, like, the Civil War. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Miniature wargaming goes from everything. I like it as, a, as, as an umbrella yeah. topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Miniature yeah, like my first miniature army that I ever bought and painted was um, Zulus. Now, is it the African tribe yes, of yeah. the Zulus? Yeah. Is what? it more about like the buying and the painting of it? Yeah, well, is miniatures just... is definitely about the research and buying and painting, and and, um, and miniatures is as you know as an adjunct to other things too, like role playing games. But yeah, Zulu army was the first. But I fought everybody. I mean, we just had we fought battles using different rule sets, so. Like my Zulus could face off ancient Greeks one week, okay. and then you know, and they had stats Sassanid and everything. Versions, yeah. That you're, so the Zulus, they came. Were they just um, lead figures or, yeah. or little? Yeah, Ralpartha, Ralpartha. And, the, and then you had tiny brushes, and you painted them. And yeah, those. That was my. I mean, I, I bought that army when I was like thirteen or twelve or. 13. Okay. I mean, so they were basically. You know, black primered, and then they weren't very well painted. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, it was your first group. Yeah, and and that's. But I painted, you know, better <laughs> miniatures before or after that. that yeah, just no, I'm, I'm, I would not yeah. doubt that, yeah. uh, that that it's obviously you've got. But yeah, better. yeah, the, the rules vary, and I mean, the rules that we played with back then were fairly rigid, and and uh, Warhammer's a lot more free flowing. Okay, but, so and Warhammer is. Is it is it the is it a world or is it like yeah, TV yeah, yeah. where there's a, well, a bunch see, of different I, worlds? This is the thing is when I started playing it it was there was it was kind of fast and loose. Eventually they they built this world. I mean they kind of had it in the original rules, but it, it was kind of like hey if you have these miniatures you can figure out how to use them. And, and eventually they had this world built where they were very like exclusive. Smack no that worries. microphone. Um, they're very, you know, they were very inclusive, and then they were very exclusive, and now it's very much like you kind of have to play with their stuff and use their rules. Okay. There's it's, kind of a movement to go back to the old stuff, but because the thing is, is is because Baron was talking about that is that when you first start playing D and D when yeah. you're a kid, if you're 12 or 13, right. all you want to do is you're like, well, you turn the corner and there's a monster. Yes, yeah. And so. all you and then you fight that monster and then you roll that body yeah. and then you get that loot. Right. And that is all there is to yeah. it. Um is war, the original Warhammer was more like that or is it more like that now? 
I'd say it's more like that now. Okay. More well, I mean, it also depends because my experience is with fairly, you know, large group of, of folks, and we all had different things we wanted to do. Yeah. Building the you know building the terrain for our games, we did a lot of that. My boss at Competitors Castle had built this huge 3D castle for oh, castle conventions. Yeah, with levels. I mean, like twelve different levels and Wait, up that and opened down. up like a dollhouse where you yes. could get inside yeah, foam, of it and foam be like core, absolutely yeah foam core and you know down to the dungeons and it oh, was. <laughs> Badass, that is awesome. Badass. And um, I lo- there's so much talent in that kind of thing where people yeah. are like, I am going to spend a lot of time. And you've seen that because you and Andy, your husband, are involved in the LARPing world. Yeah, we do. Yeah, um, he does. A, he he. All of his friends from his Enigma days, where which is a UCLA group that he was helped to start, but was in the very beginning of at UCLA, which is a science fiction club. They were also turned into a gaming club, mm-hmm. and. He um, he was an art student uh, all through UCLA, and then he realized that in his last semester that all of the art students that he knew of who wanted to be artists, much like we were talking with acting and stand-up, they did art all the time. Mm-hmm. That's all they did. Right. And it turns out all he did all the time were play games. Yeah. And so he obviously wanted to be a game designer yeah. right. and work in games. And that's and that's what it, he because you fall into whatever yeah. you end up doing to some yeah, extent. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is I I worked in game stores and conventions and running games and. And designing games on my in my spare time, but I dicked around a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so I was always the guy who came up with stupid characters and said funny things. Like yeah, I yeah. was, I was, you know, Ronaldo so Biscuitwallow, the halfling thief <laughs> who's terribly overconfident and doing funny voices. So it's like I want to play games, but I'm probably also going to do comedy. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Did you end up? Um... Did you the kind of games that you were making were they LARPs? No, no, or no. were they at that um, point LARPing was well. I mean, uh, it only, didn't even have an acronym at the time. Yeah, at, well, it was a there was killer. party. Killer with game was killer was, <laughs> yeah. Killer was the original LARP. Uh, Steve Jackson Games came out with Killer, which was the rules for you know assa- the assassination game codified. So was that anything like that? This is not a joke. It's not a jokey reference. I'm honestly no, asking dude. that Anthony Edwards movie. Yes, gotcha. Very similar. Okay. Yeah. Very similar. That has the same roots in. Early paintball. There is a very long, long, let me say it again, long article by Aaron Vanek. Magnet. uh, (laughs) Magnet. uh, (laughs) Where a very long article about LARPing, the history of LARPing and all this stuff by Aaron Vanek, who has also only been on the the pre-pre-recorded show that I have to get back on, who knows so much about, I got to have him back on, but he, uh, he lives over in Hollywood and he's started writing a lot of articles about liquor. And so it's hard to get him uh, to get in his car and drive anywhere because he's got a lot of free liquor coming at him almost all the time. I'll pick him up and drive him over. Exactly. Let's do it. Maybe you'll get a free bottle out of it. Why not? Ladies and gentlemen. Why not? Why not? And then you can pass that on to some dude here in Van Nuys who's uh, working the corner of Cedros and Van Nuys Boulevard. I think we saw that dude. Yeah, we did. Was it the guy in the jean shorts? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we did. He's asked me out. Let me just say that. Uh, I am very, very... Here's gutsy stuff. He came up to me. My window was down. He goes, you didn't change? And and I said, I actually do not. I'm sorry. And so he went, and we're at a stop. I'm at a stoplight. My windows are down. He... He comes up to the window and asks me that, and then he steps back on the curb. He goes back right. to his starting point for the oh. next car or whatever. Sure. And the light is a little long, so, so there's a beat. Yeah, there's now it's a little awkward because he's staring at me. And then he comes back and he says, "You're pretty. Is you want to go out?" And I was like, 
I would have to buy lunch, sir. And um, but gutsy stuff, no, thank you. And I didn't know, I didn't know how to talk to that. I mean, he's a very nice man. Well, how do you I'm strike sure. up? How do you strike up a conversation, really, in that situation? Uh, that's how you do it. You, yeah. I mean, and he was half in the bag, so he had no compunction oh. about giving it a shot, right? Well, so a little Dutch courage, and you. Yeah, yeah, f- fair enough. And uh, all squared the away. Dutch. The Dutch are fine, and uh, or are they? I had a guy very angry at me that I was, I was uh, kept slamming uh, some sort of British history thing, and uh, and he he emailed me and said, "Hey, could you stop talking about that?" And I said, "Yeah," and because you were very polite about it, I will stop talking about it. And I wrote him a, a very nice note back. He never responded to that. So let me say again that... Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. He was mad at you for speaking about British history, this Dutch listener of yours. No, no. He was a British guy. British listener. A British listener who emailed me. He said, because I guess several episodes in a row, I had just learned up, learned about... You can laugh out loud, by the way, Gene. You don't have to just I'm, go... I'm, I'm, ah. I'm used to, I'm used to like, I'm used to uh, aiming laughing. away from the... I'm used to aiming away from the mic and not laughing. <laughs> not laughing and showing... No I forget where the... I, mean, I kind of forget where the guests on the show and we could react. You can react. To, Get on that. Yeah, no, he was mad because the, the Brits expelled a bunch of Jews yeah. mm-hmm. uh, a thousand years ago or sure. whatever. That, and I brought it up several times because I had just found out about it. It's yeah. also a fact. It is a fact. It's happened a lot of different times in a lot of different countries. In a lot of different countries. And that oh, was yeah. his thing. He was like, the Spanish, why don't you make fun of some other country yeah, <laughs> and I, the Jews? And I was like, F- I do. I think there's a Nazi reference every three or four episodes. The United Kingdom, folks. Um, and well, wait a minute. Wait. Let's Let's get pedantic. Wasn't the UK until fairly late on the okay. game. Okay, I'm talking about people now. That's a sure. dork moment. Okay. There's a dork for you. UK moment. folks, uh, most of whom who I've uh, dealt with have been very cool and very nice and very sweet. Sure, like uh, humans. Yeah, but there's a couple. Where most of them are fine, and then a couple, couple who get really guests. weird about history, like the like the history. Like I in, got in, sucked into uh, internet conversation somewhere about Morrissey. Okay. Um. Who and we spoke on your last show about this. My my, my last episode with you about how big Morrissey fan I am. Now Morrissey said some very problematic things, and um, one of the problematic things he did was when he was doing the publicity for the Your Arsenal album. Like one of his songs was National Front Disco, and it was a song about you know a, a young skinhead, and it's like you know Johnny Cash didn't actually shoot a man in reno like it's a song it's a well, story he did shoot a man in reno he just didn't do it just to watch right it. right right he did because the guy owed him some money did he really no oh my god no, no. <laughs> no. are you guys riffing no, what no. happened what happened okay no. um so if you're listening from the cash estate please don't sue um so in the, but morrissey wrote a song about britain and it was it was yeah, angry and it was about british skinheads and he was using skinheads in the art for the publicity for the the single and for the album stuff and like i just got into it with these like girls this guy got, this about got mad about they're just like oh well morrissey is a jerk and he supports skinheads and stuff and it devolved into a conversation somehow it came out how i used to be kind of a irish republican history dork okay and you know this girl you were really into the into the history of the ira into just the history of irish republicanism just the the idea that it should be a 32 sovereign county thing not Sinn Fein you know that kind of stuff yeah I was really interested in the politics of it and um, I was involved with a group called the Irish Human Rights Organization or a coalition that it was an organization that raised awareness about certain atrocities that were going on like Catholic schoolgirls getting like spit on and, and shit thrown at them for just trying to go to their like Catholic school in you know Northern Ireland stuff okay and like yeah it devolved into a thing like oh I'm actually from Belfast and blah 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 and yeah people they get very touchy about it because right, right. we're and I can see like 
to some extent, the argument is like, well, you know, we're we're just stupid Americans and we're just looking at this stuff as like, oh, this is interesting history in this book I'm reading. And like these people actually live it. Right. But so yeah, I mean, there's no there's no problem. I mean, I've come around to like, I understand why the the, the girl was mad and stuff. I, I still think they're wrong about Morrissey, but I am a Morrissey apologist, I think. Um, <laughs> well, I think in that case, it's pretty cut and dry. Like, that yeah. He's 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 singing about whatever and yeah. he's using this imagery. Yeah. As a, yeah. But he has said problematic, like very much, much. So. I would say racist things yeah, about def- stuff. About stuff. There are more cut and dry ep- episodes of. Wait, Morrissey's a racist? Is that what we? Well, he said to? racist things. I can't say he's a racist, but he certainly has said things that are if not, a duck, not if racist. It quacks. He, yeah. he seems like an intolerant kind of dude in he's, some ways. He's gotten a little more prickly as he's gotten older. I mean, okay, prickly is a good word. <laughs> is he? It's okay, the hair gel. He? It's that hair gel. <laughs> It gets a little so so he yeah so he's just gotten a little more bossy magoo and it's turned into like some sort of almost a hate crime. What's happening? Well, yeah, because he he was he was <laughs> he's criti- just getting me an old man. He was criticizing. Okay. he was criticizing the people of China for certain practices there as far as how they treat animals, and it became like a thing where it's like, well, is he talking about the people who live in China who are the ones who happen to be mad to animals, or is he saying bad things about Chinese people? Right. And it's, you know, to me, it's an argument of, of semantics. I, I enjoy an East L.A. guy making sweeping generalizations about a, another country. Now. That's fantastic. <laughs> I hope it all works out for him. That uh, him sitting on his pile of Scrooge McDuck money uh, where he's just like, ah, oh, why aren't people nicer to chickens? Because they taste good. That's why. That's why. Yeah, I don't exactly. Mean to, I don't mean to be a jackass. You consider Morrissey an East L.A. fixture? I guess because of the, the his big Latino fan base in Los Angeles, for sure. Yeah, that's where I went with it. I'm, yeah, I, yeah, he yeah, probably yeah, lives yeah. in the Palisades, <laughs> but I, I know, know he lives here. Yeah, he does live in Los Angeles. Yeah, he does. We look to Los Angeles for the language we use. That's a Morrissey lyric. Is that a Morrissey lyric? Nice work. Nice work. <laughs> good, it's like the job. third episode in a row where people are like, "Let's talk about some music." But you went seriously political there for a second. I kind of like it. Thank I you. don't know enough about the uh, the IRA. My uh, my dead mother was Irish, and uh, I didn't kill her, and neither did the Protestants. But uh, um, the thing is, so you're saying it was some sort of internecine uh, IRA thing? It was the drink. It was the drink. Uh, it took well, her out. There you go. And so there's, was, there's no more an Irish way to die. See, and now I'm going to get uh, letters from Ireland going. Thanks a lot for that caricature. By the way, we weren't founded by leprechauns. Fuck off. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I don't know. My grandmother is Irish, and she was like four nine. So there you go. Take that for what it is. <laughs> Which is not, and she liked getting in fights. Did she get? She like getting in a fight? Oh yeah, potato oh, yeah. fights. Yep, the, pota- the uh, potatoes. Well, no, no, because actually, as an Irish person, I could Irish American says you you know better than to waste potatoes by throwing them at people. Unless That's they're rotten. wasteful, right? As 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 a depression wife, ones. which is what you are, Brody, <laughs> when you say don't waste potatoes, <laughs> I'm a I'm a bit of a depression wife myself, <laughs> so. Nice. That's still good. We can eat that. <laughs> I'm, and now I'm going to bring it back to something dorky that I'm that I'm even more interested in than the Irish uh, potato famine, which I'm 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 pretty interested in the uh, the IRA thing because uh, and and not the IRA, not that you were into the IRA. Look, no, and, my, and, and for the record, my organization that I was involved in uh, did not send money anywhere. We, I mean. It was, it How was, much money was there to be made? Because that's the buried lead. That's the buried lead in any history of America and Ireland is a lot of the arms and money for hundreds of years to support Irish 
rebellion right, the same, the or same, yeah, there's yeah, a whole freedom. season of sons of anarchy yeah, about yeah, it yeah. right right comes directly from fenians in america right and and that isn't just the irish americans okay. that is also the armenian yeah, americans. yeah. Any, any 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 group. foreign yeah any yeah, foreign you're just like we have a giant bag of money a lot of season of the shield about that was there a season of the, of shield, the shield about, about armenians yeah the money train yeah. <laughs> wow this is a bit yeah. of a tv dork you obviously like a procedural <laughs> drama and uh <laughs> yes <laughs> you as well, or no? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, good. Yeah. It's uh. Well, it's what kind of swords do you have? That's where uh, I'm going. Lots of different kinds. You, yeah. What kind you, of arms do you have? Oh, ugh. um, just a bunch of practical um swords. Do you do sword fighting? Do, uh, not have anymore. you ever taken any uh, like like combat for the screen or something? Oh uh, no, you know what? I haven't. Well, I've t- I took fencing in school. Okay. Um, and rapier we did stuff? a lot. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, foil and and rapier saber. I didn't do a lot of saber fencing, but I, I did realize that after a few semesters of, of Olympic style fencing that fencing is like not sword play, which is <laughs> I like sword play. I don't like fencing. It's okay. just a little too stylized. Okay. Yeah. Cause, it, cause fencing, f- fencing is, it's is, ballet compared to yeah. like, I can speak on this because in, karate. <laughs> in, in well of the beast, there's a sword fighting scene oh, sure. Go. and the guy I uh, was in the scene with, has done like training like what you were saying about right, right, sword that, for the screen right god right. it was frustrating i had combat. i had not been as frustrated since the choreographer who who worked with my wife and i for our first wedding dance for some reason whether it's you trying to dance with choreographer yeah we, we we went out for you know all you, out you brought it That's yeah, brought yeah. It. I, mean, nice I, can't, I didn't th- this is how i first off i can't get words out of my mouth gene <laughs> gene t- well how do you feel about the i'm i'm i'm, I'm perplexed th- this is something that ne- never occurred in my head as a pot thing you could do as as something that would happen in the world yeah. <laughs> well, that anyone would do yeah, yeah, yeah. i could see people doing it i wouldn't do it just be- we didn't even have dancing at our wedding we had a lot of chinese food uh, we, we, we yeah. had dim sum yeah uh, um, steakhouse we had the steakhouse <laughs> did you guys did you guys have dancing at your wedding Gene? no no we had the steakhouse we went to the steakhouse all right <laughs> that's then, we, we and, went, and how, did, how did did you ballroom dance what did you dance we, anything tango uh, what did it you was kind doing? of like waltzy you know kind of stuff okay. you know we danced to um i'll be your mirror the nico velvet underground song oh. and we had some good moves and stuff but getting there getting to the point where i could do those moves i'm not a i'm many things i'm not a coordinated person um and whether and it's so the difference that, between rapier is like surgery versus uh, <laughs> killing somebody like is that what well it's just so it's very stylized there's only certain things that you can do and there's only i mean we were talking about larping earlier the the closest thing that we did when i worked at the game store was we would get shinai bamboo swords and things like that we'd go out in the back and we'd wang on each other just like totally just you know yeah yeah not not, not SCA, Kendo, not Society not of Cre- Creative Anachronism. But, but we would just okay. sword fight. And you would just essentially play army. Yeah, we would just yeah, yeah we would just hit each other with, with sticks. Yes. And <laughs> you know, a lot of the moves that you would do if you were actually fighting someone with a sword, you can't do in these other stylized forms of combat. They're they're not so much a martial art as they are, you know, a, a dance almost. You know? So that's So there isn't there isn't any Broadsword fighting is just hacking? No. There no, has no, no, to be no, no, more no, no, to no. it, right? No, 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 no. There's, a, there's definitely a theory and a, a process to it. But, but less so than rapier. Yeah. Ballet evolved from, from swordplay. Ballet, the dance, was, was a stylized form of swordplay. And it's funny because fencing is a very stylized form of swordplay. And, and it, even more. Even more. I mean, okay. it's, it's the same kind of thing where fencing and ballet are very similar to me. And they vaguely representational of the thing that they came from, okay. but they're not anything like the thing that they came from. But there's, I mean, I think that there is that 
when Conan in real life right. with the real Conan, sure, uh, Conan, Conan the Barbarian, King Conan, um, who trod when, the, the the thrones of the earth under his sandal feet. That's it. That's, that's it. When that guy fights, there's there's a science to it, though. Sure, sure. There's a science to anything. Like, well, it depends. It depends on how experienced you are and where you came up. I mean, obviously, if you were in the Middle Ages and you were a man at arms or uh, you know a knight type person that's what you would do you would that's game of thrones that's what they got right is you sit around and you wang on people with sticks and as part of and your you practice with sticks right and you and as part of the festival your weighted blunt sword right and as i mean you know knights injured and killed themselves in tournaments all the time right because that's what they did their fun their going to the county fair was going into a big melee and wanging on each other with blunt swords and right. people would die and get Skull right. fractures. Well, because you're hitting. Yeah, yeah, you're hitting, hitting people with sticks. And, right. You know, it's, it's, right. And some people are better at that than other people. Because there, there was definitely... I mean, the thing is, is some people... I mean, are just more athletic. Well, some people are more athletic, and some people are have um, you know have more time to practice, and some people have. I mean, there's all the usual human factors right. that make a good athlete what they are. But there's a lot of folks who've been doing research into Western martial arts, what they call, and there are some um, books from the Middle Ages on. The Renaissance was a huge uh, time for swordplay and codified swordplay. There's a lot of you know books on. Um, and we're talking swords, style. not rapiers. Well, there was a mix. Um, the, the, everyone thinks of the rapier because of you know Errol because Flynn of, movies because fencing like is a sports sport and right. and fighting with a sword like a long sword or yeah. a broadsword is not a sport. Well, as far as I can tell, no, not a, not a, well. It's a it's a martial art. It's a mar- it's a martial art. It's a martial art. It's not in the Olympics or anything, but right. I, I would say it's an it's an athletic pursuit like that, that, that hundreds else. or dozens or half dozens of people do much like hundreds, wrestling hundreds yeah hundreds. as many people who do even no, wrestling think, I think <laughs> also I, do broadsword. I think, I think west no i think western martial arts probably and has, that's where it, what it would fall under it would yeah. fall under western martial i would call arts. it wma or western martial arts yeah. Yeah. cool WMA, but, i have to register my script the wma with the wma <laughs> wma west <laughs> yeah, and so and so you you own rapiers or do you own? I own a bunch of different or, stuff. I, yeah, I have like everything one of those, from uh, ninja sword or uh, katanas and things like that. I, you know, I, I I went in for the uh, eastern blades more when I was younger, but not so much now. Okay, so but now it's all western blades, mostly. Yeah, are they but reproductions of things or are they working models? What they're all they? working models. That's that's my kind of in all the stuff that I collect. If I can't shoot them or swing them around, I don't particularly care about them. I, I'm not going to buy an antique sword that I can't do anything but. Look Look at that's kind of ridiculous to me, right? But, but um, you don't like a friend of mine has a, a copy of Glam Drink, right? Which uh, is neat, and he could whack somebody with it, but I, I don't know how pointy it is. Well, or how that's, sharp, but it see, is. that's the thing is you, I mean, unless you had it commissioned and you know how it's made, right? You know, there's there's a um, kind of a derogatory term that goes around the sword forums, and that's SLO sword like object okay. things that look like swords, but right. they're not. You wouldn't when the orcs, on the when the orcs come over the I, I have been, yeah. Sweet. I've, ri- I've written some articles and stuff um, for a couple. Um, uh, All right, I'm going to want those links, my friend, I'll, I'll, or at I'll least to one. I'll give you them. Um, but yeah, so I, I, but I, I do have like I have a reproduction or not a reproduction, but a kind of an imagining of um, uh, Aragorn sword from Lord of the Rings, right? Um, you know, but it's a real Anduril. sword. Anduril, but it's not Anduril. It's not actually Anduril. I, I call it. Karandine. Oh, do you? Yes. Which Very means, nice. Uh, I think what does it red, mean? Red sunrise. In what language? In uh, Sindarin, I think. Okay. 
Which is what? The Elven language. Okay. One of the Elven languages. Okay. There you go. Uh, I think Because someone is sitting in a room right now going, ah, uh, I don't yeah, know. No, no, I don't no. know, Well, I, it's been a while since I did the translation, and, and I'm not, I'm a dork. I'm, You're going to get an angry letter from somebody who lives in the Middle Earth. For some, Would you stop talking about that, please? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's either, we're Noel, in the fourth it's age either Noldor right? or Sindor. It's Sindar. A, it's uh, anyway. Yeah, what I like to do is I like to start a brand new topic at about hour two minutes do in. It. That's fantastic. Do it. We're gonna wrap it up, is what I'm saying. It's been fantastic. We we got some work done. I think. I think we got some work done. I think we I did. Do. We did. We some put good, the work in. We which put the is work always in. Always the lesson. <laughs> you always got to put the work in. We laid some track, as they would say in the railroad biz. I like it. I I'm psyched that it that I that I found you again. In Thank the fact you. that uh, you've been around, and there you are. You're constantly going. I can do it again, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but who is that guy? And you're like, dude, I'm that guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm the one. Oh yeah, we haven't even touched into like the ridiculous wars and fights that would happen on these the throwdowns, e-wrestling man. forums. Yeah. You think angry British guys get mad about history. You should talk to wrestling doors. Does everyone use the go-to <laughs> move, the folding chair? In, in the real-life fights between handlers or, or on the character through the characters, yeah. There's there were some chairs. There's some chair talk. There's some chair talk. <laughs> it's uh, I I like it. I like uh the fact that I've had a couple people on who do actual wrestling is mm-hmm. was exciting, and then I've had I've had a sword dork on. I did a dork expedition with a guy who teaches uh, combat for the screen. Oh, cool. And he. And he does a lot of that sort of stuff, so mm-hmm. it's it's um, it's very neat. And Graham Elwood is taking some sort of Eastern sword uh, class. Oh, cool! Where he's uh, told K- he's, kendo or something like that. He's going to be a samurai. Is what he told me. He already so, is a samurai, I think. It's uh, he says he's got to earn it, and uh, you know, like live it up to it, brother. Do he's got to live up to it. But he, I think he already. I like Graham. He's uh, he's obviously he's one of the good ones. Yeah, he's one of the good ones. His heart's in the right place, yeah. as they like to say. The kids. Graham's a good dude. I I, I know him very very like vaguely through friends. And have spent time and I like, sure. I like Graham. I just want to say that. Sure, he's a good guy. Let's wrap that up on that. That's a nice note. That's nice. <laughs> it's a sweet, sweet note. But can we uh, really quick just tell the people yeah. where to find us? Well, Gene and I are both at shakytownradio.com. Mm-hmm. You can listen to our podcast there. You can listen to the great episode with Jackie. Yep. Um, it is a great episode. Yeah, it is. Gene here is, is a twitter.com slash Gene George. Um, and all my sure. garbage is at brodyhubbard.com. You can find links to all. Whether it's my music or movies I'm going to be in. And, yeah. It's the kind of garbage that archaeologists are going to be looking at That's years right. from now. Dead people's garbage. It's good stuff. You people have been uh, lovely to, to pay attention and to, to, I hope you had a good time listening. I had a good time uh, talking it out. Thanks for listening. Tune in next time. Bye. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?